This video contains content that some might find disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Who doesn't love the cinema? It's the perfect place to sit back and escape reality. Watching a film on the big screen can be an immersive experience. But what if it's so immersive, it can actually harm you? Tonight, our narrator finds himself in the front row of his very own nightmare. I'm Ryan Bergara, and this is Are You Scared? A show where I tell my friend Shane Madej the internet's scariest stories. So lock your doors, turn off the lights, and let's see if we can make it till the end of the night. Movie night. We love a movie night, don't we, folks? The whole experience, film, popcorn, a Pepsi. I'm a Coke guy, but you know, teach their own. Is that why you dressed in blue? Yeah, team, team peps. I wear blue because I love Pepsi. I drink Pepsi all the time. Okay. Tell me a scary story. All right. When something happens you can't explain, something no one would believe or understand, there's nothing you can do except force yourself to forget. I try not to think about it, but sometimes I still do. My wife Alyssa loves watching movies, and so do I. It was part of the reason we connected. A lot of our dates happened at the movies. Eventually, our daughter Rachel, who's now 12, grew to love them too. It became a tradition in our family that at least every two weeks we'd go out and see a movie together. There was a small local theater just a bit away that gave family discounts, and tickets were half off for anyone under the age of 13. So, it wasn't an expensive outing. It was last April when I stopped loving the movie theater experience. I haven't been back to one since. What could cause you to never go back to the movies? Worms in your popcorn. I'd still go. I'd just be like, huh, bad batch. Well, no, I'm saying like, what if it's a bucket of popcorn? It's all worms. Still just bad, bad, batch. bad, batch. bad batch. You'd take it to the counter and be like, bad batch here. It's worms. Hey, can I get a hot one? Yeah. <laughs> Top me off. It would take the movie coming out of the screen and attacking me. Like if Michael well, Myers point, jumped I'm out of the screen. I'm going every week. Well, Who depends, knows what's going to happen? It depends what kind of movie you're in. Demi Moore steps off the screen? Okay, keep it in your pants, weirdo. <laughs> what, are you going to smooch me? <laughs> you know? It was later in the evening on our designated theater trip day, and we ordered dinner from a place nearby since neither myself or my wife felt like cooking. We only had about an hour before we wanted to leave, so we ate quickly. It was about ten minutes before we had to leave that Rachel started feeling sick. I suggested we cancel the plan and save it for another night, but Alyssa insisted I go to the theater still and enjoy an outing. I had been working a lot, and she knew I was really looking forward to going to the movies. After contemplating for a few moments, I decided that I would go alone while Alyssa stayed back to look after Rachel. I felt bad leaving, but when my wife texted me, Have fun. Love you. I figured I might as well try to have a nice night instead of feeling guilty. This, this is a future PSA for any children of mine. If you get sick, and I'm supposed to go to the movies, if I have tickets for Batman, God forbid you get sick the train stops for nobody yeah i'm going get lost when i walked into the theater i noticed it was unusually empty the place wasn't always busy sure but this was the first time i'd been the only one in the lobby well the ticket guy was there too 
but he had to be. On your own tonight? The ticket guy asked. I recognized the boy. His name was Justin. He was usually the one who sold my family tickets. He was a high school kid who obviously didn't care for his job, but he was always polite to us. My family visited the theater so often we had a small rapport built. Yeah, just me, I replied. I looked around the room again and realized how correct that statement was. Slow night? I asked. Yeah, you're the first person I've seen since I clocked in, probably because there's only one movie playing, Justin explained. I was bummed at the lack of choices, but curious as well. What movie? Justin shrugged. No idea. It doesn't have a title. No poster either. That's weird. That's weird, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I know. It is weird. No, come on. Get out of here. I don't know. I work at the movie theater. What movie's playing? I don't know. Can you just look at the name on the ticket? Does it say no title on the ticket, Justin? No title, no poster. What if he's not human? He's like a robot or part of this like little scheme. Oh, I thought you were going to say alien. Or an alien. No, no, no. No title. Oh, I'd be like, why are you talking like that? Uh, I am human. Can I get a refund? No. I know, right? If you want to come back another time, we'll probably have more options then, Justin suggested, likely sensing my disappointment. I sighed, debating briefly in my head whether I should call it a night or not. It seemed like everything was working against me. You know what? I'm already here. Might as well go see it, I decided. You sure? Justin asked, and I nodded. All right, that'll be $8 then, Mr. Matthews. I pulled out my wallet and handed over the money in exchange for the ticket Justin passed back. It'll be in Theater 6 to the left. I remember, I joked, smiling. Have a nice night, Justin. I want to go to a movie theater and make it my cheers. They know me well enough that they call me Mr. Bergara when I walk yeah. in. Yeah. After we shutter Watcher Entertainment, nice. We'll, we'll start our own movie theater. I think you and I should open up our own movie theater. Emphasis on good popcorn, a lot of rules. No cell phones. And I've said this before, the best thing about a cell phone in a dark room is it lights up their stupid face. And that's when we have our robot that slings like ding-dongs. And it slides. Slings a ding-dong? You know. What's a ding-dong? A ding-dong, you know, like a small little sausage? You know, like a little little cocktail weenie? (laughs) What do you mean slings a ding-dong? It it slings it at high speed, right into their stupid face. And it's just trained to look at like (laughs) bright spots. Just say, you know, like a tiny sausage? Everyone knows what a a ding-dong is. Okay. My brain worked on autopilot as my feet carried me towards my destination. It was eerily quiet, and just as Justin had said, there weren't any other movies playing. Usually, the little panels that hung above the doors displayed titles, but there weren't any tonight. When I got to Theater 6, I noticed the lack of a title on the sign, but the illuminated number 6 on the wall told me that something was playing. I heaved open the door and slipped into the dark room just before the door slammed back shut. I walked down the path that led to all the seats, and when I turned to scan the room... I saw it was entirely empty. Something about the empty theater made me uneasy, like I was trespassing somehow. But I shrugged it off and tried to enjoy the fact that I could sit wherever I wanted. Some people have hang-ups about that, though. They don't There's like a lot of people alone. are like, Is it, it's so weird to see a movie alone, and I, yeah. I get that. But at the same time, I think it's, it's an acquired taste. I usually just call those people losers. You, the person going to see movies alone. Well, that, the thing is, they think that it makes them look like a loser is the thing. Which is why they're losers. No, if they're seeing a movie alone. 
oh, that's that's a winner. That's what a winner does. Right, exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. I do it all the time. Yeah. I'm a winner. Okay. Are you questioning that? No. I think we all agree Ryan Bergara is a winner. I'm going to need to see everybody in this room raise their hand that I'm a winner. Please raise your hands. Otherwise, we're not moving on. We all think you're a winner who gets a lot of good ghost evidence. Raise your fucking hand. Please raise your hand. Raise it! I chose a seat in the middle of the theater, a good enough distance from the screen that I could see the full thing, but not so far back that I was near the loudspeakers. If I had popcorn, it would have been perfect. But when I passed by the concession stand after getting my ticket, there was no one there. Where's your desired seat? It's dead center, but it's a little bit up past a third of the way. Because up in the pit, you're looking up like this. In that little second third part, you're like a perfect viewing angle. And in the last third is for all the burnouts and people who want to make out. Getting their sick little pleasures up there. Yeah, I know. Cutting their holes in the popcorn. A thing that people definitely do. (laughs) We've all done it. What? It's not it's not great though. <laughs> Ooh. Didn't expect to see me here, did you? I can tell you a horror story in just two words. Food waste. I can't tell you how many times I've bought celery or spinach only to let them die and wither in the back of my fridge. It might not sound scary at first, but those scraps add up. We're talking 330 billion pounds of garbage in North America alone. And all that waste equals a not-so-bright future for our beautiful planet. Luckily, Lomi is looking to end this horror story once and for all. Lomi is a revolutionary new kitchen appliance that turns our waste into nutrient-rich dirt. Lomi makes the transformation easy. Just fill with your leftover food scraps, yard waste, or any Lomi-approved materials into the Lomi. Push the button and let Lomi do the rest. Using Lomi just twice a week can reduce your waste footprint by 50%, and the appliance uses less than one kilowatt per hour, which is around half the energy of the dishwasher. Plus, Lomi's beautiful design blends into any home, and it's quiet enough to run at any hour of the day. Together with Lomi, we can change the narrative around food waste and work towards a future where garbage is optional. Check out the link in the description to get your Lomi today. That's links.pella.earth slash watcher may. Thank you so much to Lomi for sponsoring this episode of Are You Scared? Hello again. I'm back with another sponsor. And today, it's Babel. Was anyone else required to learn a second language in high school? Because I was, and after I made it through the year, I realized I didn't actually learn anything at all. Like, all I knew how to say in Spanish was, Hello, I'm fine, thank you, and where is the library? And I'm pretty sure that does not count as knowing another language. I've always wanted to try and learn Spanish again because I love traveling and being able to connect to different cultures but I was worried that I would have the same horrible experience again. But when I started using Babbel, I discovered an easy and honestly fun way to learn a new language. Babbel teaches you language lessons in bite-sized 15-minute chunks with vocabulary that you can actually use in the real world. 
There are 14 languages to choose from, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. And along with the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, and videos, and even live classes. So, if you're looking for a way to start your language journey, Babbel is the way to go. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code AREYOUSCARED. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Code AREYOUSCARED. And now, back to the show. I finally settled in and focused on the large screen, which had been playing a Pepsi commercial when I walked in. Pepsi! Oh, no. Bring the Pepsi alarm! (laughs) It changed to a trailer after a few seconds, and I relaxed into my seat. I hadn't missed any of the movie, but I wish I had. The trailer was dull. It was some coming-of-age teen girl movie that I hoped Rachel wouldn't want to see in the future. I watched the preview scenes, just wanting to hurry up and get to the movie. The girl was trying on dresses, arguing with her mom, standing up to her bully. Typical cliché things. This guy sounds rude. Your daughter's going to want to see movies about girls. He doesn't like coming-of-age movies unless they're about... Bitch, daughter's going to want to see this one. Oh, she's going to want to see herself represented on screen? (laughs) What a fucking needy little girl. (laughs) The next scene had nothing to do with the trailer. It flashed by so quickly, I almost missed it. On the screen for just a moment, a photo of a hooded figure from the shoulder up appeared. Just as quickly as I noticed it, it was gone. That was weird, I thought to myself, but I assumed it was a glitch. It wasn't. The clips for the teen movie sped up suddenly. The sound cut out, and scenes flew by. High school dance, a bloody knife, friends hugging, the hooded figure, cheer tryouts, abandoned house. Soon, the scenes from the movie faded, and it became a display of unconnected disturbing images. A dead rabbit strung up, a demonic mask, the knife again, a graveyard, the hooded figure again, a creepy clown, pictures of a family with the eyes scratched out, the hooded figure once more. I had no idea what was happening. My heart was suddenly racing and I got goosebumps. I felt frozen in my seat, stuck watching creepy image after creepy image display itself on the screen. I couldn't look away, couldn't close my eyes, couldn't move. I just watched. Sounds like the Bergara home videos. I know. I was about to say, someone got a hold of Steve Bergara's handicap. (laughs) (laughs) Your family's sick. Yeah, they are. Then the screen stopped on the hooded figure. The person was dressed entirely in black, face covered too. I couldn't see their eyes behind the cover, but I felt as if they were staring into my soul. They were unmoving. I knew it was a screen, but still my heart clenched and my stomach sank. I had never felt so uneasy by a picture in my entire life. Suddenly, the screen cut to black. There was still a haze of light, meaning the projector wasn't actually off. It was just a black screen. I tried to breathe, but my throat felt constricted. Out of nowhere, loud, horrible screams emitted from the speakers. It was high-pitched and blood-curdling. I snapped out of my terrified stillness to slap my hands over my ears. It was so loud so terrible. I couldn't imagine what was so awful that a person could shriek like that, and I didn't want to know. I just wanted it to stop. Stop. 
Stop! I yelled out, not even realizing I had done it until the room fell silent seconds after my words. I'd probably walk out if this happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably walk out too. Maybe the implication is that he's sort of transfixed, you know, it's like hypnotic, almost like a... I see. You know, like... Like the ring. Like the ring. They yeah. love to watch that little lady walk out of the screen, you know? They yeah. could leave at any time or just... Boop, you know, hit the remote. Off, yeah. Turn on the fucking remote. Or just leave, yeah. Just leave. Just leave. I like the idea of all this going on, but him also being like... <laughs> but like, but scared, though, like... Ooh. <laughs> he gets a little escape. Colonel is like... <laughs> I had unknowingly curled into myself, as if to physically shield myself from the noise. I slowly uncovered my ears and straightened up. I took a shaking breath as I looked at the screen. It was black again. Wait, no, no it wasn't. On the screen was a dark room. There was barely any light, but I could make out rows of seats facing the same direction. When I looked closer, my heart stopped. I saw myself on the screen, seated in my chair in the theater. I stared at the mirror image, my mind racing as to how this was even possible. There had to be a hidden camera. This had to be a prank. Any moment, someone would jump out and tell me they got me good. Maybe it was Justin. He was a high schooler, after all. They were cruel for no reason, even though that didn't sound like him. That had to be the explanation. I forced myself to speak. I announced, Okay, you got me. Hoping that if I admitted defeat, then whoever was doing this would stop but nothing happened when I spoke up. You got me. <laughs> Hello? I called out. I said you got me. I tried to hide the quake in my voice. I waved my hand in the air, trying to signal someone. As I waved, I looked at the screen and froze yet again. The me on the screen was unmoving. My hand lowered slowly as it dawned on me that this wasn't live. How is that possible? Let me know if you agree here. If you could go see a movie you love, okay. but they could deepfake you onto one of the characters. Like if you wanted to go see Titanic, but I was like, make me Rose, you know? Let me see what I look like up there. I wouldn't want to see that. That sounds awful. Okay, what about this? What if we could put you in your little Grinch film that you love so much? The Jim Carrey Grinch, but you're the Grinch now. What about then? I still don't think I'd want to see that. I like Jim Carrey as the Grinch. 65 bucks to see me in Titanic up there with Leo. You're a weird guy. Or Avatar. Okay. Well, blue. Make me blue. Me as an Avatar is pretty Yeah, cool. what if we could both go and be the blues? Okay, you got me in the We'd end. We'll both be blue. Yeah, we'll both be blue. That's good. The screen cut to black once more for a split second. And then it was back on. I jumped out of my seat at what I saw. Everything was the same as before, except there was now a hooded person, the same hooded person, standing behind me on the screen. I whipped my head back and found that I was still alone in the room, yet I was too scared to experience relief. I looked back to the screen and spotted a smile creep its way onto my face. It was unlike any expression I had ever seen on myself, or anyone else for that matter. My own face my real face remained unmoving as I watched the scene unfold in front of me. There really is nothing creepier than a very inappropriate smile, like a smile that's coming at a moment when you shouldn't be smiling. 
Yeah, like at a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That would be spooky. Though I did smile at that Watcher funeral. What was his name? I forgot his name. He's fucking blue. If you're thinking it's about on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of my man. tongue. The professor. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Smiling the whole time because you clearly didn't learn your lesson. No, I think I learned it. I guess he did. I guess he's pretty content with, with, with his actions. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never learn again. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> I was standing now, but my feet felt so heavy. I was weighed down by curiosity and fear as I watched the hooded figure withdraw a large knife from behind its back. It was the same knife from the photos that had been displayed rapidly on the screen moments ago. In a rapid motion, the hooded figure slashed the blade through the neck of my on-screen doppelganger. I gasped audibly, my hand unconsciously reaching for my neck. My fingers brushed against my intact skin as I watched in a trance. The smile never left his, my, face. Even as blood began to pour from the wound, it gave me chills. I mean, at that point, you got to figure, okay, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, if you check your neck and you're fine, then I'll be like, all right, chill. This seems like just something for me to enjoy then. So no, let me kick back chill. and see how this goes. You see that and realize there's no blood and you just go, oh, neato. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I'm getting out of there, man. Fuck that. It's cool to see yourself on the big screen. As far as I'm concerned, that's strike two. Strike one was no popcorn. Strike two is killing me on screen. I'd, I'd be into it. The screen cut black again only for a picture to rerun moments later. It was the hooded figure. It was so close to the camera that the entire background was out of view. The screaming started again. I took action this time. I pulled myself from my state of shock to dash to the exit. My entire body was shaking and my heart was pounding inside of my chest, slamming against my rib cage so hard I thought it was going to break free. I ran from the theater to the lobby. Justin was still at his post and he tried to say something to me, but my feet carried me so quickly I was already out the door before he could finish. I ran all the way to my car and sped home. I locked all the doors behind me once I got inside, and only then, in the safety of my home, I could finally let myself breathe. They just went right to theater to home, so he's like freaking out the entire drive, just, just getting in the car, just... Yeah. You're checking the mirrors? Right. Yep, that's what people do when they drive. Yeah. Putting it in reverse. Yep, putting it in reverse, <laughs> then putting it back into drive when they're done reversing. Stopping at EMPM, filling up gas. Yep. Back in the car. Yep. Seatbelt. Mirror. <laughs> Check those mirrors again. <laughs> still freaked out. That was a fucked up movie. <laughs> I still couldn't wrap my head around what had happened, even as I caught my breath. There was no way that was a prank. It couldn't be. No one could orchestrate something like that. Not Justin or anyone. Not that brilliant boy, Justin. Not that beautiful boy, Justin. <laughs> With his big, big brain and strong biceps. <laughs> it was impossible. Honey, what's wrong? The sound of Alyssa's concerned voice jolted me out of my own mind. I looked at her with wide eyes, unable to speak. You're home early, did something happen? She pressed further but I didn't answer. How could I explain that? She'd think I was crazy. Anyone would. I'd think I was if I hadn't witnessed it myself. I didn't like the movie. I told her after. <laughs> movie was me. Movie was me. Oh, she said softly. 
Okay, well, Rachel's in bed. She ate her food too fast, and I think it upset her stomach, Alyssa explained, but her voice became drowned out in the background. All I could hear was that shrill screaming. Every time I shut my eyes, I saw that hooded figure slashing a knife across my neck. I felt a chill shoot up my spine, and the hair on my arm stand up at the memory. I zoned back into reality when I heard my wife suggest, I was thinking we could go to the movies tomorrow. No! I cut her off, my voice louder and shakier than I had intended. She looked at me weird, and I swallowed before softly saying, I don't want to go to the movies. So, are you scared? Wait. <laughs> We don't get to know who the hooded figure was? Did he see this? Was it Justin? I mean, who can say? It's clearly a paranormal experience, something supernatural going on there. Or he's back home and Justin and all his pals are back at the theater going... (laughs) We got him good. Did you see how he ran out of the theater? His wife thinks he's weird now. (laughs) He pissed himself. (laughs) She's totally going to ask him for a divorce. (laughs) That sounds like one bad trip to the movies. I'm going to need an an ending to that. I need... a. A sequel? Or maybe in the comments, you write the ending and we'll pin the best one? I mean, I I think the sort of assumed ending is this man will start pissing the bed. What if you could never consume content ever again? Now that's a horror story because I love prestige television. Or any content. Watcher content. That'd be devastating. But it would be scary at first and then it would get really annoying. Like every time you turn on the TV, it's just you and you're just like, (sighs) sure. Or what if even you read books? It was like... Oh, A Tale of Two Cities. I haven't read this one. It was like uh, a tall, goofy man sitting there reading a book. I'd be like, this is about me! It's like, damn it! He's yelling and holding the book and shaking it. It Well, that's what I'm doing! That's what I'm doing, he yelled. He flipped through the pages. (laughs) Thank you to Genevieve Trent for sending us this very gripping story. It's very impressive. You destroyed what I loved most, the cinema. Well, I guess we uh, will not see you at the movies. (laughs) See you next time. Unless you see yourself at the movies. This is this is gonna do to cinema what Psycho did to the shower. shower. This is gonna do to cinema what Pennywise did to uh, hanging out in the sewer. This is gonna do to to the zoo what <laughs> We Bought a Zoo did to the zoo. What, no, it's not gonna. No, it's gonna do to cinema. I hated what zoos after. The I, I, I hated zoos after that movie. I just pissed. I never see Matt Damon there now. I know. Where is he? Where is he? Matt.